Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Friday, April 8th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bolger. And I'm Brett Goodman. And we come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Hope you're having a happy Friday. And before we get back to John's Gospel, let's begin with prayer. Let us pray. Lord God, as we draw ever and ever closer to Easter, may we draw ever and ever closer to your resurrection, to the new life you give us every day to hope that you will rescue your people, to delight in your presence. And God, give Tara's voice to finish up, the strength to finish up this podcast. (laughs) Amen. And, uh, you know, making it better by Sunday wouldn't hurt my feelings. (laughs) Um, This is from the 19th chapter of John's Gospel, verses 1 through 16. Then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged. And the soldiers wove a crown of thorns and put it on his head, and they dressed him in a purple robe. They kept coming up to him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews, and striking him on the face. Pilate went out again and said to them, Look, I am bringing him out to you to let you know that I find no case against him. So Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. Pilate said to them, Here is the man. When the chief priest and the police saw him, they shouted, Crucify him! Crucify him! Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and crucify him. I find no case against him. The Jews answered him, We have a law, and according to that law he ought to die because he has claimed to be the Son of God. Now when Pilate heard this, he was more afraid than ever. He entered his headquarters again and asked Jesus, Where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. Pilate therefore said to him, Do you refuse to speak to me? Do you not know that I have power to release you and power to crucify you? Jesus answered him, You would have no power over me unless it had been given you from above. Therefore the one who handed me over to you is guilty of a greater sin. From then on, Pilate tried to release him. But the Jews cried out, If you release this man, you are no friend of the emperor. Everyone who claims to be a king sets himself against the emperor. When Pilate heard these words, he brought Jesus outside and sat on the judge's bench at a place called the Stone Pavement, or in Hebrew, Gabbatha. Now it was the day of preparation for the Passover, and it was about noon. He said to the Jews, Here is your king. They cried out, Away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate asked them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priest answered, We have no king but the emperor. Then he handed him over to them to be crucified. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. Tara, what toy that you had as a kid would you like to have again at this moment? Um, probably this giant stuffed animal lion I had that was like so big it took up half of my twin bed at the bottom and I would like literally curl up in a ball and not stretch out because I didn't want to disturb him. (laughs) I miss Leo. I have no idea what happened to him. 
What about you? Um, I was actually just asking Allie the other day if she had one. I didn't have one of these growing up, uh, which is fair because they were certainly more of like a, a girl's toy, but they looked awesome, and I would love to have one. <laughs> um, uh, they were called skippets, um, and so it was like it was like a ball uh, that was tied to kind of a string that you'd put around your ankle, and then you'd swing this ball around and skip on the other foot, but it would keep track of how many it had a little ticker. Oh, like a little digital calendar thing. Or not digital, digital, just (laughs) a rotary. Just like a rotary ticker of how many times you could do it. And I just thought that was really great. Oh, you know what? Why is that a girl's toy? Uh, They were skipping. I I guess guys don't want things that say skip it on it. What do you really want that you've just thought of? I just thought of... um, Boppets. Do you know? Do you remember mm. those? Those are um, still around. I can get still you around. one. <laughs> <laughs> I I can remember going to older cousins like wrestling tournaments or football games and just being like under the bleachers bop with it. a boppet. Spin, Spin it. it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, such great, such a great toy. Um, but to our scripture. What do you think this passage tells us? You know, we've talked about what it means for God and for Jesus. And, but what do you think this passage tells us about humanity, about, about who we are? I think it tells me that humanity will do the absolute worst things when their power's threatened. Uh, and let me say maybe leadership, because I think that's mostly what's going on here, is that he is a threat to the religious order. It also reminds me that people do really terrible things in the na- in God's name, hmm. in the name of protecting God. And I firmly believe that the Lord God doesn't need me to protect him. Hmm. Um, and then as for me, um, this is really something that makes me... <clears throat> there, okay, let me back that up. This is a story that reminds me that God often challenges me. And that I have a choice in how to respond. I can be defensive and angry. Or I can try to open myself more to God. I don't know. What about you? Yeah, No, I think that's absolutely... I was so struck by... Uh, and maybe it's because I've been studying the historical books of the Bible. Of, of how the monarchy came to be about. And the, the Davidic covenant. Um, and kind of the the contrasting views in scripture of like is a king good is a king bad and there's two kind of points of views that exist even within scripture uh but even with all that at this point the people are look looking for god's anointed they want their own king uh they want an israelite king and yet that's that's the that's the chief desire of all people of israel uh and at the end of this passage, the chief priest answered, we have no king but the emperor. We would la- rather have this oppressor uh, than than this guy. <laughs> you know, we'd rather throw our weight um, behind the person that's already in power than someone who's uh, charismatic but doesn't have uh, any sort of power behind them uh, or is going to possibly... That's challenging my own power. Um, yeah, and is is the kind of king who will call for sacrifice instead of running over the Roman emperor and, uh, Empire and giving them everything they want, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I, I do think he is a king <clears throat> that looks nothing like what they expected or hoped. Um, yeah. I mean, that's that, that was uh, when they look back to the 
the heights of the kingdom, you know, David and Solomon, uh, which are allotted for some good reasons and taken down for some very good reasons. Um, but one of the things about both of them is that, you know, they looked like kings. Yeah. <laughs> they, they played the role of He was monarchy. handsome with ruddy cheeks uh, and handsome. He, David. You know, he, he had, they, they dressed themselves in finery. They forced people to build their beautiful palaces. And I think we as humans are attracted to that. Um, we're attracted to that uh, flair, to that, um, to that branding, if you will, uh, of of the ornate, of the exciting, um, and and Jesus has none of that, and so the chief priest would rather worship, fall upon the king of the emperor, who they've never met, uh, but has all this power and ornateness, and you know that's funny because. Um, <clears throat> I I am a person who embodies the very fact that for centuries people have thought that I look like someone who could not possibly be the preacher or the pastor, right? Mm-hmm. Just by nature of my gender. Um, but I am here because there were faithful people who um, probably recognized that they were challenged or had this bias and still prayed for God's discernment anyway. You know what I mean? Like people who said, this probably isn't who I think, this isn't who I thought we would have. This isn't how I thought this person would look. Um, There are still people who would rather have always a male voice in the pulpit, but because they're faithful, right? I think there's a softening that allows people to move in who may not have always. It's, and it's you know it's the, our first question right was what does this say about humanity uh, uh, and I think all of the things we've said are true uh, and to um, a, as you're describing kind of the story of of how the church has been able to get to this point to allow faithful people who are called by God to do the work God has called them to do uh, it took people to push back on kind of the sinfulness that resides in their humanity. Uh, and they did that, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. which is, which is even at great loss, even at great right? loss, uh, at loss of power, <laughs> of, uh, loss of churches, uh, loss of churches. Um, but to be faithful, uh, to who God is calling us to be often means that we're pushing back against what is, uh, normal, for what humanity would rather be doing, mm-hmm. ourselves would rather be doing. And I say all of that knowing that there's got to be a place in me where I'm like not that person. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Percent. <laughs> thousand percent. <laughs> I'm going to end with a quote from Mahatma Gandhi. The day the power of love overrules the love of power, the world will know peace. Now that's just delightful. Mm-hmm. Thank you all for being with us. We hope you have a wonderful and safe weekend. We'll be back again on Monday. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen.